Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Holly Thompson Rader is with us. She's also a state senator. She's a conservative state senator. She's not a rhino. I know people sometimes get called rhinos if you're not in the conservative caucus. <laughs> I don't buy into that kind of stuff, Holly. How are you this afternoon? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. The last time we spoke is when um, you had your book out, Cinder Girl, which I'm sure was a smashing success, right? It has been doing very well. Thank you so much. And you have, you know, the, the story of that book, you're, you're History as a conservative politician is interesting the way you got there because you grew up in some really, really tough poverty. Your life was a struggle, which is what the book is about. So your path to becoming a conservative politician is a little unique, I would say, right? Absolutely. You know, as as a high school dropout at 15, pregnant. And, you know, married at 15 and and realizing I needed to do something different with my life or I'd give my daughter the same life that I had been raised in. Um, It was conservative principles that brought me to where I am today. And that's working my way out of poverty. But the other thing I think that you offer as a conservative with that experience, and this is maybe part of the point that needs to be made with all this stuff with what's happening in Jeff City. And and I I bring this point up nationally quite often where you look at a very slim majority in the House in D.C. And part of that majority is um, Republicans in California, New York, that might not be the the hardcore conservative that you might have where you live. But I use you as an example, not that you're not conservative, but you bring different perspectives to your position in the Senate, I think, because of your background. Right, absolutely. And and I think that because of that, because of where I came from, I understand that we must work on policies that's going to help bring others out of poverty. And to do that, we have to be a functioning body. Well, it's not a functioning body right now, is it? So what is your—I had both Nick and Caleb on. Nick's very upset, but he's sort of not in the group that got the committee chairmanships removed. Uh, I I don't know what to think about this because I think to a certain extent both sides are are acting a little ridiculous and, you know, taking Eagle's parking spot away seemed petty. I told Caleb that. But what's your take here, Holly? My take is is that we have to do something strong. And because, I mean, when you when you look at the fact that the majority, well, you know, 10 of the 11 days they've filibustered so far and they're filibustering saying, you know, they're going to keep keep shutting down the Senate until we bring IP reform up. But they're shutting down the Senate, which is 
the IP reform could already be being heard in committee right now. All right. So just for an example's sake, the, the Senate, and I think these numbers are accurate. It's from another member of the Senate. The Senate has been um, open for 16 hours of debate, 15 hours and 40. This is actually before yesterday. 15 hours and 40 minutes of that has been taken up by filibuster, right? Right. Right. And, and, you know, I'm a little more simplistic math here, but, you know, I mean, as 11 days, they've filibustered 10 of them. Well, your, your math is better than mine, I'm sure. I just want to kind of put it into perspective. But the, 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 the point, I think, is, is um, well, I don't know, really. I'm, I'm kind of lost on the point because some people are going to say, look, these conservatives are trying to fight for things. And Caleb Rowden and leadership, they're not doing what the um, Republicans in Missouri and the base of these other Republicans really want and demand. So here's the deal. Yeah. And here's the deal. That's what they're saying. They're saying, you know, one thing, but their actions are totally the opposite. And so to me, hey, I'm a show me girl. You got I want to see your actions. Let's see what fruit the tree is bearing. And they're out here stopping us from getting the IP reform by shutting down the Senate. And I did a YouTube video of my speech out on the floor, and it was like I was sitting there, and I just couldn't take it anymore because they have done this for several years now where to build themselves up, they rip others down. And they give you about 10% of the story and then make up the rest and and no one challenges them on it and so I took them to task on all of it now they went to the floor and you know whined and cried about what I said about them but none of them could say it wasn't accurate so let's get was, let's get specific here what what are you you're talking about Eigel and some of these guys what what did you hit them with yeah. in this floor speech so the 48 hour rule that when we first week before last, they said, "Hey, we need this 48-hour rule. To we want to get a 48-hour rule that an omnibus bill, when an omnibus bill gets put together, we want it to lay over to the side for 48 hours so that everybody has time to read it before we pass it." Well, so then they put out. So we voted against that because we we don't need that. Omnibus bills are made up of bills we have been working on for months. And so we have been reading those bills. And as a senator, you can stand on the floor. When you get handed a bill, we get to stand up and talk about it. We can ask line by line by line and hold the floor up until we have read the whole bill. So the current process absolutely works. But they went when we voted that down because look, had that had that rule been in place, we wouldn't have passed the Second Amendment Preservation Act. We wouldn't have passed the Heart. Why? Why not though? Explain why procedurally. Once, why? Once you, why would that prevent those things from passing? Once you get all the frogs in the barrel, you got to take the vote. Yeah. And when it came to like SAPA, Second Amendment Preservation Act, which you know, I mean. Look, I am a girl who believes in, I don't want anybody knowing about all my guns, but I got them. And it's nobody else's business, and I'm going to protect myself. And the Second Amendment Preservation Act, I think, was very important. Well, by the time you got everybody's backbone strong enough to vote for that thing, it was time to take the vote. Had we waited 48 hours and let them get beat on some more, we would have lost them. So, but what they did, so we voted that down because that was ridiculous and it was just them grandstanding. They went straight to Facebook and said, these senators don't want 
the citizens to read the bills that they're passing. Well, that was BS. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Senator Eigel, though, they, even Nick said this, they claim that there's not really, I mean, I think if we're being honest here, both sides do not like each other. You know, Caleb and, and you know, Cindy Laughlin in leadership and the Freedom Caucus, they, they've said some things about each other. You, they're not sharing, you know, Thanksgiving Christmas cards, Thanksgiving dinner, et cetera. But what Nick said in particular, and he's been left out of this to a certain extent, and, and Caleb didn't really even pick on him this afternoon when I had him on, is that there's lack of communication from leadership, that they're not really being specific enough about the process. Do you agree with that or not? I don't agree with that. Okay. Cindy O'Loughlin has been the best floor leader. She has communicated and brought them to the table all of last year. I mean, she was the one that kept going back and going back. But when Bill Eigel walks in the chamber and looks at, at Senator O'Loughlin and she says, what's it going to be like today? And he says, well, you've not said yes to me yet. And then goes and holds up the floor. He has demanded, okay, I want this bill sent to this committee I mean, he is is not the floor leader, and that is what all this is about, is that they are trying to take over the leadership process, but we have elected Browden and O'Loughlin. He doesn't get to just come in and circumvent the rules and say, well, if I don't get my way, nothing's going to happen. Get more at 971talk.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.